your Locked On NHL, your daily podcast on the National Hockey League. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, and again, welcome to the Locked On NHL podcast. I am your host from Locked On Avalanche, Chris Maselli, and joining me today, filling in for Adam, as he usually fills in for Adam, is Mr. Gil Martin from the Locked On Islanders show. So, uh, yeah, Gil, um, we will get to the power rankings. Typically, that that takes up the entirety of this show, but every once in a while, something comes along that is just uh, so much more important than where your team or my team fits, uh, you know, on, on a ranking system. And that has happened uh, this this week and, and more specifically yesterday with, uh, you know, we, the 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 issues going on in Chicago with um, and everything that's happening over there in, in, in terms of the, the sexual assault that's been out in the public now, um, Kyle Beach came out as the John Doe number one in all of those reports and had a long sit down with who, who was it that he sat down with? I don't remember um, who he did the, the interview with. It was someone up in Canada. I, yeah, I, I, yeah, I'll look it up while we're, we're talking. But okay, just the fact that uh, he was able to... to be be as brave as he was to go back and talk about this stuff 10, 11 years later um, is nothing short of miraculous. And it's, I mean, if you haven't listened to the interview, it's 25 minutes long and it can be difficult at times. Um, but I want to get your, your feelings on it. You watched it. Um, what, what's your overall thoughts on him specifically coming out and being able to talk about this? And just everything going on with the Blackhawks and and how they've handled it. Yeah, it's uh, it was really gut wrenching to watch, and I give him a lot of credit for being able to go public, you know, on, to national and really international media and discuss what is obviously a private and painful and difficult uh, trauma from his past. And that trauma was unfortunately made worse by the way the Blackhawks and then, you know, the league handled the situation. And the fact that here we are, you know, 11 years later and it's first coming to light publicly now when this should have been dealt with immediately in 2010, uh, to hold that in for that long has got to just eat you. I mean, I'm paraphrasing him right now where he said it's sort of, ate him from the inside out, uh, you know, trying to deal with this. So a lot of credit to him. And there's a lot of cleaning up that needs to be done now that Mm. uh, hopefully the Blackhawks organization and the NHL can, you know, better late than never try to address this right now. I mean, to, to, you can't heal from that when, when, when nothing has been done, when, when, when the wrong has not been righted, which I don't know if it ever can be, no. uh, but, but when, when nothing has been done and you did everything right, you did, you went down the proper channels and he even says from his understanding, it went all the way to the top. He knew right. that the, the, the highest of the high in that organization knew what happened and did nothing. 
man, that is something that, you know, to, to live with it for that long, you can't heal from that. And now he even said it, you know, that he can 11 years later can start to, to do that healing process. And, you know, regardless, if it was 11 months later, if it was 11 days later, there was still some healing that he had to go through clearly, but to have 11 years of it just festering under you. And the only people who really believe you there, there were some names that he threw out of people that, you know, that he could confide in, but man, that now you have 11 years of, of, of all of this that you have to overcome. And uh, I mean, the fact that he's still playing hockey is, yeah. is, is incredible. And maybe that's something that just, you know, gets it out of his mind for a couple hours every day when he's at a game or at practice or whatever. So it's good that he's still doing that. But uh, just the epic failure on so many levels is really disturbing. And the fact that this could happen, uh, number one, to to any human being, sexual assault on any human being, you know, obviously it happens and it's 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 horrendous. Uh, and the fact that it could happen to a player on a on a professional sports team and then that team as prestigious as the, the Chicago Blackhawks are. Um, to do nothing is just indefensible. And, and I, I don't, you, I mean, you said there, there's a, you know, a lot of work that needs to be done. I mean, there, there's going to be people with their arms folded for years to come saying, do more than that, Chicago, mm-hmm. do, do more than that. Um, and I think the big thing right now is, uh, where, where does Joel Quinville stand in all this? Um, he, he's, he's behind the bench as we record this which to me is mind boggling to me, me how too. he is not, you know, he's going tomorrow. It's like, it's, can the NHL do anything right right now? <laughs> I mean, why, why tell it like they basically told him, go coach your game. We'll meet tomorrow. That's right. essentially what they told him. And, and the problem with much- that is that's business as usual. And that's the last thing that the league needs to a project and B be doing right now. Yeah, exactly. Um, but man, like the 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 moment in that interview where uh, the, the um, I apologize, I didn't find his name, but um, the one who asked him about the the sixteen year old hockey player um, in Michigan who was sexually assaulted by this guy, um, his reaction to that it, it was I had to, I had to pause for a second. <laughs> it was it was too much. It was too much. Um, he he's carrying a lot of guilt around. Uh, a lot of guilt, a lot of shame, but um, right now he, he he can start that process of of healing, but um, it's it's going to take a while. But it seems like he's in a somewhat good spot. It seems like he has really good uh, uh, fiance or a wife, I don't know, but who's obviously behind him, and now he's got an entire hockey community behind him too. And that's the big thing that comes out of this. And that's kind of why he wanted to, to come out is to help other people. Um, being an Avalanche fan, Colin Wilson just had a, a write-up. He did his own write-up in the Players' Tribune about him being a drug addict. And the reason he did it was to help other people. That's what happened. Mm-hmm. You, when, when you go through stuff like this and you can start to heal, you start to, to try to help other people that have gone through it too. So um, he, he's going to have a, a ton of... Uh, support more support than he ever thought he probably had which is a good thing but um man th- this is this is a, a a black eye for 
the Blackhawks and and for the NHL, and rightly so. They they did not handle this in any way, shape, or form like you would want any company to handle it. It's it's pretty sad. Wow. And and you know the, you mentioned the, there were so many gut wrenching parts of this interview, and one of the other ones was when he you know was describing how this person who assaulted him was part of the Stanley Cup parade, got his yeah. day with the Stanley Cup. I mean, it, like everything was fine, everything was normal, nothing happened here, nothing to see. That is, uh, y- you know. The, the indefensible position of, well, we wanted nothing to distract us from trying to win the Stanley Cup that year, which is ridiculous in and of itself because a crime has been committed. So let's yeah. start with that. Right. But even if you get past that, after that happens, you then let this guy go on the, in the parade when you knew about this and 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 give him a day with the Stanley Cup. And, and it's just, again, like business as usual. And that's the last thing that should be done in a situation like that. And he even said that he, he brought the uh, the Stanley Cup to a high school or a middle school or something. Like yeah. That, where there's yeah. kids, which he's yep. assaulted in the past. Uh, it's just, it, it's rough. It's rough. Uh, I, I feel so much compassion and, and sympathy for him. Um, and the fact that he came out is, like I said, nothing short of heroic and, and miraculous. So um, there is more coverage of this on, on the Locked On Network. Uh, definitely check out the Cross Check show um, and absolutely check out Locked On Blackhawks because um, Jack over there is going to be is, is definitely talking about this. Yeah. And they will be talking about it for a while. Um, I don't know. I, for you, m- maybe just because it's so fresh right now, I'm of the mindset of, Joel Quinville should should never coach a game again right now. I, I don't know if that's extreme. I don't think it is. Some people might think that it's extreme, but if, if he he specifically knew this, and like you said, they, they said you know they didn't want anything to get in the way of winning a championship. Right. And that, that's just just the head scratcher. Like like you said, like sexual assault is not enough to <laughs> to to say. All right, let's pump the brakes on this. Let's go. You know. Let's listen to this person. No, their mindset was, we have a good team. Let's go win the Stanley Cup. Uh, There's so much going on here that I can't wrap my head around it fully right now. No, and you know, look, unfortunately, you look historically, there have been a lot of other instances in the sports world where, you know, winning a championship or or keeping the the reputation of the organization or the school uh, took precedence over – addressing these kind of issues. I think back to Bo Schimbeckler at the University of Michigan and Joe Paterno at Penn State, two lions of college football coaching who looked the other way when similar things were going on at their schools. It's not the first time, but hopefully by coming out and, and, and discussing this openly, maybe it could be the last time that something like this is buried for so long and doesn't get addressed right away. Let's hope. Let's hope, man, because this is just it's 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 too much, and it's it just should not be happening anywhere, anywhere, ever. So, um, all right. Well, yeah, uh, Kyle, I, I give you all the stick taps in the world, my friend. Uh, it's it's incredible what you did today. So, um, all right, let's hear from BetOnline.ag, and then uh, then we'll get into some 
power rankings. All right, uh, betonline.ag, we are back and better than ever with a brand new basketball season with more prop bets, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to the new website with updated desktop or mobile website to sign up. And when you do, you will receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code locked on to receive your bonus from basketball, football, the World Series, the NHL, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, it's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports, and it's where the game starts. It's betonline.ag. All right. And, and are you one of those? Uh, you you got to be rooting for the Braves, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. I, you yeah. know, as a Mets fan, it's hard to Ooh. root for either one of these teams. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, in my mind, you, you got the cheaters and, and one of your biggest rivals. Who do you yeah. pick? You know? Well, well bet, bet online put up a, a graphic and it's it's the United States and literally – 49 states are for the Braves and Texas is the only one that's not obviously, but it, I mean, it is uh, fully skewed when it comes to, uh, you know, was it even close in no, Texas? I mean. No, no. It, yeah. Every, every other state was like 90 something percent, but Texas was 90% for Houston. So, right. Right. Whatever. Uh, all right. Let's get to some power rankings. And if you're watching on YouTube, we're going to throw them up here on the screen for you. Um, I put on full screen right now so people can kind of see what's going on. There we go. Um, so it's pretty crazy how, you know, you know, these change, you know, from, from week to week, but I think how much that this has changed from week one, uh, is pretty baffling to me. How about, how about you? What's your kind of overall take on, well, on what, what these power I, rankings look like? I sort of figure if they're going to move a lot, week one and week two is when you're going to see that, you know, I mean, if a team loses three games in a row in February, it's not going to move the needle that much. True. So, true. So uh, typically I'll I'll read down the, the, the top 10 and then uh, we'll kind of just dive into some movers for the week. So the Panthers remain at number one, I think rightly. So Uh, the hurricanes move up to number two. They were number four last week. The Oilers, big mover there, nine to number three. The Washington Capitals at number four. The Tampa Bay Lightning moved down a couple to number five. Pittsburgh was number two last week. They moved down to number six. St. Louis, pretty good move from them, move up to number seven. The Bruins down to eight. The Minnesota Wild uh, move up to number nine. And my Colorado Avalanche are hanging on by a thread to the top 10 uh, in at number 10 right now. So uh, any issues with the overall top 10? Issues? No. Uh, yeah. You know, again, a lot of movement here. That That's right. the, the, the thing that you see. Although the top 10, I think, moved a little bit less than some of these other spots that we're going to get to tough you know when you have undefeated teams it's it's tough to say that they don't belong in the top five or ten I mean that's uh that's a given so you know Florida coming into tonight hadn't lost a game how do you say that they're not at or near number one it's it's a tough sell and when they were number one last week they didn't do anything to lose it I think that's the thing like unless another team was out there just plowing through teams 
uh, they're they're not going to lose that number one spot at least for another week. We'll see. I think no. they're playing Boston, Boston right now. Would you uh, let me check the score on that quickly? Oh, okay. uh, I, I know they were down one to nothing. Yeah, I, I was watching a little bit of that game earlier, and I saw the goal. Uh, yeah. ooh, it, uh, Panthers came back and won it. So Panthers remain under there. They won that one four to one. So yeah, um, yeah. I, so kind of diving into kind of other areas of the the uh, the power rankings. Um, I had the Rangers in the top ten, mm. um, and and they're they're just out of it. They're at eleven. Um, and maybe that was, I, I can't remember exactly where I had them. I think at the lower end of the top 10, but I thought they were, are, are playing very well. Um, you know, a nice comeback win against Ottawa. Uh, but I, I, I thought they should at least crack the top 10. Uh, maybe they just need another week. I don't know. Yeah. Well, look, 11th is, uh, you know, <laughs> it's, it's as close as you can be without going over, but, uh, <laughs> right, you right. know, yeah. Look, they, they looked terrible opening night, uh, the Rangers yeah. did. Looked like they weren't ready to start the season. And then, you know, looked a little better in the second game and and, and then reeled off four straight wins. So uh, I, I think certainly uh, Shesterkin made a big difference. And for some reason, he didn't start opening night, which I didn't understand. Uh, but, I, the you know, I, think I, 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 I mean, I got to believe because I think they opened the season with a back to back. Right. I, I, right. So, but still, why would he not play the the first game of the season? I, I was perplexed on that myself. So, yeah. But you know, this team, the Rangers, got tougher. You know, one of the things they set out to do in the off season was to not get pushed around so much uh, anymore. And, and it, you know, it seems to be paying early dividends. So, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. All right. Um, we got to talk about some of the big movers here. And yeah. that is definitely one of them is the San Jose Sharks. <laughs> uh, they were 27th last week and they move all the way up to 13. Um, early returns on the Sharks are good. They're, they're, I mean, I don't think many people was expecting much out of them. Maybe they come back down to earth after a little while, but you know, they're them and, and, and Buffalo playing with house money right now. So, and, and they look pretty good. They do. They really, really do. And, uh, you know, sometimes when teams have low expectations or when other people on the outside have low expectations of them, no pressure, nothing to lose. Exactly. You, you said playing with house money. So if the, if teams like the Sabres and the Sharks lose two or three in a row, everyone's like, well, they weren't supposed to win anyway. Right. But, you know, all of a sudden, get the confidence up, find your groove, find your chemistry, you know, things could change in a hurry. How much of it do you think the Evander Kane, uh, you know, him not being there uh, is kind of playing into that? That's one, you know, something we don't have to worry about right now. And yeah. may, was he much that much of a problem in the locker room? Uh, well, who knows? you know, I, I think there's two facets to it. There's was he that much of a problem in the locker room as far as chemistry goes? And then there's the distraction aspect of it. Every mm -hmm. press conference, every time a member of the media speaks to one of the players in the locker room, what have you heard about Evander Kane? How is the team reacting? Well, now that's behind them. And I think, you know, that allows them to settle down and think more about winning hockey games. And that exactly. it's like a load off their backs. I totally agree. Um, any any on here as far as risers that, that you uh, wanted to touch on? 
Well, I, I was going to, you know, the Sharks were, were the ones that I was going to uh, make note of and, and right. just such a, such a big rise. But I think it was just deserved the way they've been playing. So, uh, you know. Yeah. 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 I think the it. big ones, uh, the, you know, the, the Sharks are the big one. The Sabres moved. Uh, the Sharks went to 13. The Sabres went to 15. Um, the Flames moved up from 26 to 14. So kind of the, those low teens. Uh, are kind of filled in by by teams that made some big jumps. Uh, the Devils moved up to 16 from from number 17, so they moved up one. Uh, I'm trying to see any other really big movers in terms of going up, and that seems seems to be. I mean, the, the Sharks and and the Sabers are are the the big names, obviously. So I think right. for them, it's to see how, can they hang on to those spots and and even move up a few more. So uh, that remains to be seen. But we're going to hear from Rock Auto, and then we'll talk about teams going in the other direction, which sometimes is equally as fun. Uh, (laughs) So we'll hear from Rock Auto, and with the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that they need. So save time and money and use Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30 50 even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. And their prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything that you could need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. So go explore their easy-to-use website today and find the solution for your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in the how did you hear about us section so they know that we sent you to them. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. All right. Uh, teams trending down. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll let you start this off and uh, see, see if we're in agreement here with uh, who's not doing so well. Well, the, the one that jumped out at me or one of the ones that jumped out at me is, is Vegas. I mean, hmm? but, but there's an explanation for that. They have more guys hurt than they do in the lineup right now. So almost, almost. Yeah. Well, you know, Gil, like, and I talked about this on, on locked on avalanche. You're not getting sympathy from avalanche fans when it comes to injuries. Oh, no other team's going <laughs> to give them sympathy. No, that's true. But, you know, specifically for, for us, like the Avs have dealt with injuries for the past two years and have maintained their status in the division miraculously uh, f- through all of those missed games by marquee players. And, yeah, the Knights are going through that now, too. Um, and and secondly, I just don't like Vegas. I'm just not a fan of the team. So I have, I have zero sympathy for them right now. Well, at least you're um, honest about it. Yeah, of course, yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, they they are, and and they did beat the Avalanche the other day too. So I'm, I'm a little bit extra bitter today on that. Um, so yeah, they they, they were a, a and they've been falling in each of these power rankings. I think they started at number three. Um, they went down to number ten, and now they've fallen to number twenty one. So can can they? recover from this i know some of their players might be coming back pretty soon other guys they're still out for the foreseeable future is this the last year they keep falling or is it still trouble on the horizon for the knights i think they'll stabilize i i I can't see you know they're too talented a team and too deep a team and and they have too good a goaltender for me to see them going down to like 29th or 30th and there's some pretty 
terrible teams down there. Too. <laughs> yeah, they, they, I don't think they're going to be associated with them. Uh, no, I don't think they'll fall too much more. No. Uh, you Specifically know, and then, a, a team – well, you got another one? Go ahead. Yeah, well, to me, the other team that fell dramatically is Toronto. I mean – Yeah, Toronto went from number six to number 18. Yeah, they, they seem to not be able to figure it out either in the early going. But they do have um, – uh, what's his name? Austin Matthews. There we go. Thank you. Thank uh, you. Holy, holy crap. Um, yeah. I just had Mitch Marner in my head the entire time. I'm like, it's not Mitch Marner. I know. Get Mitch I Marner know. out of your head. Uh, so they got Austin Matthews back. And, um, you know, I think they, they're, they're, they'll, I think they should be able to write the ship relatively soon. I agree. Um, and, you know, things just keep getting worse for the Chicago Blackhawks because they have fallen wow. to, dead last in, in, in this power ranking. I don't think anybody expected that. Um, they, they were a team I thought could really, I don't even want to say turn it around. I don't think they had anything to turn around. I think they were, they had a, a nice season last year. They said that mm-hmm. they needed to, you know, they were in, in rebuild mode, which, you know, uh, and I even did crossovers with Jack from locked on Blackhawks. And he was like, no, that, mm-hmm. that, that is the, the the term that we're we're rebuilding, I think, is gone. Like this is you know, and and now that they're they're in compete mode, but now because they started off so poorly, they're going back to well, we never said we were officially out of rebuild mode. And I'm like, stop, stop with yeah. that nonsense. You're you're off to a bad start. Own it, uh, but you know, work on it. Get better. You have the pieces in place but you have a lot of new people. So it's going to take time, but even though that's the case, I don't think anybody expected them to, to be this bad or this early. Well, they're historically bad. I mean, they haven't had a lead yet. Oh man. That is, yeah, that just blows my mind. And another thing that blows my mind is you, we were talking about the Vegas golden Knights. Uh, I think they're playing tonight. So I want to check, but up until when they played um, the avalanche, they're the only team left in the NHL who has not scored a power play goal. Wow. Wow. Um, they are playing tonight and they do not have a power play goal as of yet. So <laughs> that continues. Um, yeah. Let's see. Any other teams that are dropping uh, the Kraken have gone down from 20 to 26. I'm more comfortable with that. And Adam yeah. and I have, have, you know, this has been a, a topic for him and I, I had the Kraken starting very low to start this season. And and my rationale for that was if you're going to put the Lightning at number one because of what they did last year, you have to put the Kraken low because they didn't have a last year. So how right. can you put them – and they started somewhere in like the low 20s. And I thought that was way too high for them. Not saying that they can't be a good team and, and compete, but they need to prove it first. So I think 26 is kind of right around where they, they should be right now. Yeah, I, I think that's about right. And look, they've got their first win under their belts and, and they're they're starting to build some things. And and I also I wanted to make a note of this. Mm-hmm. Don't hold it against me. The Coyotes went up one this week. It may not happen too much too many no. times this season. So I wanted to make note of it. The Coyotes went from thirty two to thirty one. They went up. Yeah, and it may not happen for a while. And Adam and I talked about that. Will, will those teams ever get out of the basement? Uh, and thanks to Chicago Blackhawks, you, you did it, Arizona. You did it. Uh, as far as the Kraken go, I, I think 
every time we do this, uh, the Kraken are going to raise a banner for uh, what what their power ranking is because they just seem to be in hanging banner mode. And, <laughs> and like every day, the new banner seems to be going up. So uh, you're going to have a uh, locked on NHL power ranking number 26 banner being hung from the uh, Climate Pledge Arena, which, by the way, is a fantastic looking arena. Holy yeah, it looks really. I have to oh, check man. it out in person eventually. Cool. But uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's genius to have those. They have those two sc- the big scoreboards on. Mm-hmm. Both ends of the, like, mm-hmm. It's one of those things. Was like, why didn't I think of that? That's genius. <laughs> things are and, and they've already retired a number, even though the teams only right. played five games. Yes. They retired a number. They hung a banner for the number. They hung a banner for like the the Seattle nineteen eighteen. Stanley Cup champion or something. The like Metropolitans, like, really? Yeah, yeah. They're they're going banner crazy right now in in Seattle. <laughs> so, um, anyway, any other fallers here? I'm trying to find anybody that um went down a lot. Well, Columbus went down a, four spots, but uh, and I like Columbus. I think Columbus I do too. A, I think long term they'll be okay. Yeah, I think they have a sneaky team. Um, and that, that will rise up these, uh, week after week. So, uh, another team, but so, and then I guess quickly, any team that you think it could be the big riser for next week. Hmm. 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 You know what? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you, I'm going to cheat a little bit, but, it, but I'm being honest about this. I think your avalanche could be, and okay. I think my Islanders could be All right, because I mean, that- we're getting Simeon Varlamov back. Oh, okay. uh, you know, healthy again. And, uh, you know, that'll certainly help, even though Ilya Sorokin played very well the last two games, back-to-back shutouts. But yeah. uh, I-, I think also psychologically getting your number one goalie back will be helpful. And I think Colorado also, you know, they're starting to, to find their groove and get a little healthier. And I think that they will, uh, they'll start to climb a little bit too. I think 10's too low for them. Yeah, I, I, I mean, right now I think ten is is okay. Um, they, they but they do like they, they're getting they're going to be getting some guys back like Devon Taves and Sam Gerrard's been out after that bad hit from uh, in the Tampa Bay game from Stamkos. Um, so yeah, they're they're not a hundred percent healthy, but they should. They're experiencing the 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 lows of the beginning of a season. They're not starting off as as hot as they should. So. I'm expecting them to turn it around relatively soon, hopefully quickly. They have a tough game uh, tonight against the Blues. St. Louis Blues have not lost a game yet. So um, we'll see where that goes. But, yeah, I think I, I think the Islanders are, you know, a little bit of a hiccup in the beginning of the season, but they're they're just fine. I think the, you see the Islanders move up a little bit. Um, and my early season kind of favorite was was Winnipeg. I mm-hmm. really like Winnipeg. They haven't really done much yet. Uh, but again, like we're talking with the Avalanche, are this the, the the week where they, you know, they finally just get back into a groove? Maybe the same thing for, for Winnipeg. So, yeah. Yeah. And look, <clears throat> Winnipeg 19th on the list. They, they are definitely more talented than that. Yes. And they should be higher o- mm-hmm. over the, over the long run when the law of averages kicks in. So, right. Right. So, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. Another uh, power ranking in the books. And um, we'll have another one 
ready for you guys next week. And I'm sure there'll be a lot more moving going on uh, as they have been so far this season. So the, these are these are fun to do. And uh, and I also want to say, uh, Gil and I, or if it's Adam and I, we are not the sole proprietors of this. Like this is voted on by everyone. So there's some people like in comments who are like yelling at us like directly. It's like that's it's more than me. Uh, don't blame, don't shoot the messenger. Basically, we're just we each get one vote. That's it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> so, uh, but people just seem to be mad at us because we host the, the show during this day. But whatever. If you want to get mad at me, get mad at me. Um, <laughs> but other than that, that's going to be it for today. Thank you for filling in again today, Mr. Gill. It's always thank you always for having fun. me. Absolutely. Thank you very much. We'll blow this up on the YouTube screen so everybody can see it one last time. And uh, that's going to be it for today, everybody. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll catch everybody next week.